Borax Dog Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 79th episode of Space Spinner 2000, a podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own Galaxy's Greatest Comic 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. No. Okay. This episode, though, we're actually taking a break from Weekly Progs to once again venture into the uncharted water of these special editions. In this case... Oh, hooray. Yeah, it's the 1982 sci-fi special. Uh, and look, inc- it's not garbage. Yeah. Increasingly, these specials become are becoming a combination of like longer stories by the regular creator t- creative teams for the comics... And then combine also like classic 2080 stories, which I think we can all get behind. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I think this one's actually pretty solid. So let's get. Oh, wait. Well, first I want to say before we get to the interior stuff, you know, on the cover, we've just got a brightly colored Judge Dredd action by Ian Gibson. Joe sort of being knocked off his bike by a crane bot, as we'll see in the first thrill of this, of, of, of this episode. It's pretty cool. Well drawn. Yeah. And then it also teases a, uh, a photo review of the movie Dragon Slayer, about which more later. And then at, uh, at 50 pence, the price of this special has gone up by 5 pence from last year. Boo! Uh, how horrible. <laughs> but I do, uh, I, I have a very special request of our listeners because uh, I, I can't just go to Google and do a little bit of preliminary searching the way that I feel like our listeners understand Malaysia has a price on this yeah. sci-fi special. That's four bucks. I, I want to understand why. So it's New Zealand, Australia, Malaysia, and then obviously UK, no yeah. other country, no other price. Why Malaysia? I'm very curious about this. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> Someone to hear educate about, me. Like there's other prices on the regular progs there for like South Africa and other things like that too. I'm yeah. interested. Yeah, if you're a non like living in the UK, like 2000 AD fan, like especially if you're in like Asia or some other sort of non-European country, like yeah, like Malaysia or whatever. Um, you know, hit me up. I feel like that's an interest. I'd like to whatever hear but hear your. 2080 story. Honestly, yeah. I like to hear a lot of people's 2080 stories. I think they're very um, interesting. You know, it's a big part of of what a friend of the show, Eamon Clark, when he does the Mega City Book Club, he always opens mm. with um, people telling their uh, 2080 story and sort of like how they got to know the show, know the progs and the comics and stuff like that. Man, um, good on you, Ian. Yeah, and, Eamon, and I think there's a uh, Eamon, my yeah, bad. And, and I think Shit. there's a fun. Um, <laughs> Like there's interesting stuff to be do- to be heard there, I guess. Anyhow, anyhow, <laughs> don't forget there's also a sweet Dragon Slayer color photo review. That's right. Get ready for it. Um, and then inside an in, uh, inside cover, um, Tharg welcomes us to the special edition, and we get a bunch of uh, teaser images, including one of my favorite ones for m- m- Mach One. <laughs> That's uh, in 24 hours, a president must die, which I find to be delightfully vague. (laughs) Just a president. (laughs) Mach 1 is coming for you. Any president. Any any president that crosses his path must die in 24 hours. Yes. (laughs) I feel like that's like the premise of a really good crank movie. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter which one, you just got to find a president and kill him. So right. he's like trying to search for the easiest one right. so that like his heart doesn't local stop. bank or something. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I'd watch that. I mean, I'd say I'd watch that movie like I wouldn't watch <laughs> a- a- any crank movie because <laughs> I love those movies. They're but, so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I'd watch that one specifically. That's what I'm oh, trying man. to say. It's great. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, Fox, all that, the past is prologue, and now we get going with Thrill One Judge Dredd. Uh, script robot John Wagner and Alan Grant as TB Grover, art robot Jose Casanovas, uh, lettering robot Tom Frame. Aw, oh, Tommy. You're yeah. so fine, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Anyhow. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen we've seen Casanova's recently he's been in a lot of specials actually but drawing mostly like Max Normal stories and stuff. So it looks good. Yeah, I think it's fun to see him draw uh Dread here. You know, he's got a really distinctive style. Everything's really like filled in and dark but also really detailed and stuff like that. I love his robots. 
he draws really good robots. They've got a lot of like little fiddly bits and like grills <laughs> and other things like that that really make them look real neat and like, oh, like that's actually a real robot almost. Uh, important note and fact, uh, fiddly bits on robots are some of the most important bits on robots. Yeah, they're like the like, like the antennas and the buttons and stuff. Like that's the, and the little the little whirly doos and the connected yeah. dizzles. Don't give you a hard time, buddy. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Fox in in Prague's were deep. We're like right in the precise middle of the apocalypse war. So it, this is such a weird reprieve. It's like death mayhem. Half or more of the city is fucking destroyed. Yeah. So let's uh, uh, and here we are on a caper. Yeah. Well, well, let's flash back to the uh to one of the one of the apocalypse wars inciting incidents the destruction of block 403 by those black mm. atlantic pirates that were under the influence of uh sov uh spies you know no that's right back in Prague 1 198 so in the aftermath Good of god that, we just keep moving forward buddy <laughs> yeah, i know so in the aftermath of that there's a general call for people to contribute ideas invention and inventions and practical aid for the rebuilding, and it basically seems like it's kind of a Mega City One episode of like Shark Tank or a Dragon's Den, <laughs> basically. It's exactly that. <laughs> like you walk into like the civil servant guy, and you sort of show off your like invention or business idea, and he like either like accepts or like or he kicks you out, basically. <laughs> and, and I feel like mostly it's like ah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, robot that goes berserk and stuff like that. But to yeah. that stage comes Orvin Babel. Mm. <laughs> he, uh, he's a nerd. What has created a special Munts glue, cheap to make, <laughs> a great bonding agent. G L O O. Incidentally. <laughs> yep. And hey, you know what? We can't just you can't just come in here hawking your glue, man. We got to test that shit. We got to make mean, we, sure it works. Yeah, we got to like take a look at it. We can't just like take like say all right you know your glue sounds good like here's a million dollars you know <laughs> but Babel does not appreciate this stuff instead he goes off the deep end and goes future crazy he yep. uh, grabs a bunch of glue and this has been a civil servant who basically said that it needs testing and he uh, he paints a bunch of glue on this guy's head and then jams him into the ceiling sticking him there <laughs> Just saying that you got to be pretty strong to lift a dude by his shirt and slam him into the roof. But I'll yeah, all right. Yeah, and I feel, and I don't know if they had. Um, there's a classic like crazy glue commercial where a, a construction worker glues his helmet to the bottom of an I beam or something like that. But I don't know if that was out in 1981 or anything like that. But it definitely is reminiscent of that. Very. <laughs> but so this guy, he heads off. Later, the uh, civil servant guy has a hunk of ceiling plaster stuck to his head because apparently they just cut him out of the ceiling, I guess. Because <laughs> it's yeah. real strong glue, <laughs> I guess. true. He explains the story to Dredd, who goes off to find Babel, but be not before finding the civil servant for destruction to a public property because it's, it's a ceiling so stuck amazing. to his head. <laughs> classic, so amazing. Classic Judge Dredd arresting the victim as well as the criminal <laughs> kind of stuff going on here, which I think... It's you, like a thousand credits. But that's always... A, I feel like that's my favorite thing about Judge Dredd is how he arrests, he arrests yes. both, both the criminal and the victim. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that night, uh, Babel goes to the Harry Himes uh, reclamation project. I think we've talked about Himes before. He's a British like, mm. industrialist and stuff. Um, anyhow, he knocks out the guard on duty and uh, with a hammer. Yeah, hits him it's right in the like head with a hammer, Maxwell style. Um, yeah, and then oh, he, he reprograms. <laughs> do yeah, do I'm trying to fit in, Fox. <laughs> Assimilation complete. Making these Beatles jokes, but uh, so he knocks that guy out. He reprograms the construction bots to start working at double speed, but using only his months glue as a bonding agent. Oh. The robots get quickly to work, and uh, they throw up a giant tower of letters spelling out Babel's glue on the roof of the building. Which, all right. Yeah, Dread responds. Apparently, besides the big tower, just everybody in like a two-mile radius is uh, complaining about Munt's <laughs> stench. Because Munt yep. apparently smells real bad in its unreformed state. <laughs> yeah. So, he go Dread goes down to take the to fights these construction bots, man. So, so here's a question I have for you, right? Yeah. So, you're a Mega City One robot, right? Always. 
And wait, no, <laughs> right? never. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, hypothetically, forever, yes, definitely not. Yes, <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, and and you're like, man, I'm gonna be a construction bot because that's what I was built for. Yeah. Also, I've got like a whole bunch of protocols hypothetically inside of me that say like hey you know when a judge comes by maybe i don't just try to kick his ass no i don't feel like they have those (laughs) (laughs) even after even after even after the call me kenneth stuff it's still like like we don't want to bog down these circuits with don't fight judges you know instantly defer to judges of rules yeah we'll, we'll be fine yeah, exactly. We'll just we're just gonna skip that, and then when this guy comes in, says he's the boss, and says to kill the judge, everyone's on board. Yeah, listen, these judges aren't <laughs> these robots aren't made by the judges; they're made by regular guys, and it's some sort of weird like Second Amendment thing where they're like, you know, oh, we got to keep these robots in case the judges come after us, maybe. Oh, that's pretty fair. Like that's what I would. That's what I would. Uh, that that would be my in-universe explanation that there's still some hints of what was once America in these robot building things. But mostly, fair. mostly it's just a chance to have Dread fight these awesome construction robots. <laughs> like they all got a robot different. In the leg. Yeah, they got different things they do. A couple of them shoot them with rivet guns, but it takes more than that to nail a judge, Fox. In fact, ah. the the lamest word in the world, once again used for the coolest thing a bike can have, a giant laser gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I hate it so much. Dread hits several droids with the glue itself and almost gets Babel, but then a crane droid knocks him off his bike and he plummets down to the city below. Oh, this is awesome. So as he's falling, he is falling now to his death. He starts radioing in for uh, a for hover, wagon, wagon to come, yeah, wagon. hover wagon to come pick him up as he's falling there are two guys who are beating the shit out of another dude yeah they're mugging a the guy shit. <laughs> judge Dredd Dredd as he's them. falling yes it's like he creeps her under arrest and then they try to shoot him and he just shoots them back and kills them it's tough out there because, buddy because even when he's falling to potentially his death He's still he's on the job, Fox. Dude, it's great. He's not off the job just because he's it's falling so to his stupid. death, buddy. I think we all oh, agree. Such a good, good thing. But so, <laughs> but so as he falls, um, it's probably actually it's probably better that he fell off because Babel starts to see that these construction droids are freeing themselves from the glue pretty easily. It's not yeah. as good as you might have thought. The whole. <laughs> Goddamn tower collapses as Dread manages to hop aboard the H-Wagon. Tons of people are crushed and killed, including <laughs> Babel. It's just a real awesome scene of the devastation at the end. And, you know, I guess it was just in the cards for him that he would have a uh, sticky end. Judge Dread Earhart. Dude, it, that's, uh, and that's how you end a Judge Dread. Tens of thousands are dead. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> oh, job well done. Oh, jeez. All right. So, so far, a great story. start to the sci-fi yeah, special. Yeah, that was just good, saying. man. Just a lot of, a lot of violence, a lot of crazy Mega City One stuff. Always nice. Just dumb. It's yeah. great. Totally. So now we go to. Thrill to Judge Dread Chain Word. Their mission was murder and Dragon Slayer. It's like the, a weird sandwich. Yep. So first, there's just you know standard Chain Word action. Fox, it's a crossword, but there's no dark spots. Each word starts with the last letter of the previous word, and so on. This one's all Dread themed. Uh, there's a good mix of like sort of classic and newer Dread stuff. There's like Judge Death stuff and Apocalypse War uh, questions and stuff and and things of that nature. Bibbity babbity, whatever. Chain words are weird. It's true. Next up is uh, <laughs> their mission was murder. This is, a, is awesome, man. Listen, it's a bunch of uh, Judge Death and uh, Dark Judges related fan art, but this thing is Trace fucking city. Like, ah, I mean, Death's Door. Maybe not. Maybe the not. Oogie. But there's a I, straight I up. I see it with the the puppets of death. And like, like the gaze into the face of death panel is just a straight up copy of one of the most iconic Judge Dread panels of all time. <laughs> I Maybe mean, the most. 
kid's gonna trace. I it guess. is. This is a shot. Like, oh man, if you turn this page into your university, you would be kicked out for plagiarism. That's what I'm trying to say. My guess is that like they get so many of these that they can't just like give money to that they're like, oh no, each one of these got five freaking pounds. It's it's ridiculous. This thing is ridiculous. I'm like, I call five for plagiarism. Kids of 1981 have um, have to do better than this, Fox. Listen, <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen like cool aliens and like interesting yeah. thargs. Man, yeah. I'm kind of if bummed. you're if you're 50 year old, 50 years old now and you were drawing things in here, you have to do better, kids. <laughs> That's how wow. it goes. <laughs> Anyhow, That's what's up. <laughs> Next up is uh, a f- a five color pictures from the movie Dragon Slayer, which <laughs> um, I watched the Not first... Not sci-fi. <laughs> I mean, Sword and Sorcery is close enough, I'd say. Um, okay. You know, we're going to have a big... You know, we're going to have Slain, like, in, in 83, which doesn't... I mean, whoa, okay. is nominally not a sci-fi story. I don't want to okay. get into it at this point. But um, I watched about the first half of it this morning, Dragon Slayer. Um <laughs> I would say, you know, from the pictures, I figured it was just sort of a generic sort of early 80s fantasy movie of your sort of crawl, legend, uh, even like never-ending story or something like that kind of model. And from watching the movie, yes, it's that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) With with such exciting uh, character names as Galen and Vermithrax. That's the dragon's name. I think something that was kind of funny was that uh, the big bad guy is named uh, Tyrion. Oh. Um, and apparent, and according to IMDb, <laughs> George R.R. Oh. R. Martin considers the dragon in this movie to be one of the best dragons ever put on film. Uh, so all right. I think we might uh, see some um, interesting, uh, you know... <laughs> Some stuff going on here. I don't know. That's, that's pretty weird. That's. I don't know if I agree with that. Looking at some of these still images, <laughs> I was saying that like you know these names have to come from somewhere. I guess that's pretty fair. But anyhow, <laughs> let's go to. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I want to say one more thing about uh, Dragon Slayer, which was mm. that I thought it was really funny how. Um, They've got a real mix of accents in the movie. Like, oh yeah, there's a, you there's, were a saying com- that. there's a combo of like wizards that are like, oh, I am a wizard. I speak in an old sort of Englishy speech patterns, and then oh, nice. like the kid was just like, hey, yeah, I'm like the regular guy. I'm gonna be the, <laughs> like one of the bosses on Ally McBeal in twenty years. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was uh it I'm, was a I'm it was the some, hero. Yeah. It was some weird choices. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I I'm always going to remember your hero impression now. It sounds so much like uh like Link from the cartoon. Yeah, it's time for adventure. Oh. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. Son of a bitch. All right. So <laughs> That said, let's go to Thrill 3, Rogue Trooper. This is is Rogue Trooper. This is the straight-up Rogue Trooper story, man. Script robot Jerry Findlay Day, art robot Eric Bradbury, letter robot Bill Nuttall. This is just like, it's not even one of those times when like we had invasion stories and was by a whole different team. This is just the straight-up regular art team. Yeah. So, Rogue's just chilling out. He's arrived at the Millaway 66, an underground (laughs) tunnel. That Southers use to move supplies and so on. You know, get your kicks on Millaway 66. <laughs> they, or I uh, guess get your weird gas problems and potentially die. <laughs> always. Yeah. So they use uh, microprocessor chips on the ground to guide various trains and cars and stuff. Um, but things are getting rough because a Nort Roboplane flies by and drops a shower of poison-filled blowpipes on the tunnel. Until, Which, you know, Rogue destroys it, of course. Yep, he just shoots it and it explodes. Yeah, so Rogue runs down, warns the drivers to mask up before they get to the poison, and then agrees to tag along with the supply chain with the supply train for a bit. They're getting vaccine to, like, a, North, a, a, a Souther uh, headquarters. To note, like, the dude who's driving is like, oh, man, it's Rogue Trooper, he's great. 
and the other guy riding shotgun is like an officer, and he's like, I don't like this guy because he's rogue trooper, and he'll probably fuck us because he's a bad guy. I thought it was pretty funny how they're like, oh, it's a blue guy. Wait a minute, that's just not a random blue guy. That's rogue trooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they don't know who the blue guys are. They made them. I mean, you know, and plus he's like a folklore guy at this point. But anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so rogue tags along. Um the uh, the North is still up to their tricks though. They use poison gas to knock down a bunch of trees in front of the train, and then Which while is like, what? while the train stopped before Rogue can like blast the branches away, um, they like hit him with psycho gas. Which uh, freak out the, the pilots until Rogue can sort of uh, smack them back to their senses. Essentially, he smashes the windows, and yeah, I guess the, that does that. I, you know. The, the, this is less powerful gas than that uh, Dreamweaver uh, gas that we saw previously, you know? <laughs> Powering you just up for really, it. You really love just being able to drop. I hope that never goes away. <laughs> I mean, presumably, it'll, hopefully it'll keep coming up. We'll see. Um, anyhow, um, there's they, they, the Southers are still making time, but they know that there's Nort, Nort attack cars coming up behind them. They, they're trying to go ahead, but they get to like a, a viaduct overpass thing, which is really going to mm. slow them down. And the Norts will slowly, will surely catch them. But then Rogue has an idea, and he uses the the chips, his buddies, uh, on the uh, on the floor of the uh, of the roadway to like redirect the Norts and basically Genius. just just full on wily coyotes them outside of a wall, essentially. <laughs> And they fall to their death into a canyon. That's right. Don't just follow your uh, your GPS bot blindly, folks. That's the message then. It was as true in 1981 as it is today. <laughs> or I mean, or, or just be able to stop your computer from driving your car at any point, I guess. C- certainly possible. But so the uh, supply train is able to arrive safely and deliver its vaccine. And it's another successful mission for Rogue and the Chips. Huzzah! <laughs> And what's neat is, like, so at the end, like, the dude who liked him, he was like, man, they're not, like, there was no mention of Rogue Trooper and how he helped us, but, like, Rogue Trooper is looking at the weirdo son and he's like, man, or no, um, sorry, the backpack guy is like, hey, that driver, like, gave us all the supplies we need for, like, a long time, and that was pretty cool of him, so he's, he's like a folk hero. Definitely, yeah. Or cool. like you know, or like uh, the fugitive or the Incredible Hulk. You know, he sort of does fixes things in one place, but he's got to move on. You know, yeah, it's good. Traveling down along the hills of hills of New York with, with his thumb out. You know, sad piano music. Playing. <laughs> wow. Anyhow, that's great. Let's go to Thrill Four. You are a mean arena player and shuttle the future. Man, let me tell you something about you are a mean arena player. There was mm-hmm. no question on here that basically said, are you willing to commit massive amounts of murder in, like, really fucked up ways to people uh, from your past? Yeah, there was no, uh, what What are your thoughts on revenge in yeah. this multiple choice question? It, it and, has a lot about the game that yeah. we already, there's not a lot of information on it already. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of multiple choice questions to see if you can think like a pro street footballer. Top points are usually for like being crafty and dodging around, staying on the move, and going for the score at all costs. As opposed to uh, making sure that the elaborately set up plan that you had to ironically kill a man. <laughs> like, That's just one guy. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the one guy we really ever focus on. It's not asking Everybody if you, else dies. The name of the thing isn't you are Matt Talon. It's you are a mean arena player. So you're just one of the red shirts, you know? You know, I they, then you die. Yeah. Like, what, what, when do you make your, uh, your plans for your will? Uh, That's question eight. <laughs> oh. Anyhow, next up is a, uh, is a big double page of a space shuttle concept art, basically. Um, yep. Both of, like, space stations, a space telescope, asteroid mining, a space-based solar power plant, and a, a futuristic, like, space plane shuttle kind of thing. You know, we got the Hubble, Fox, so I guess, like, one out of six ain't bad, generally. <laughs> well, so, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons for this. Like, space planes, not good idea, uh, like... 
for all sorts of reasons, or at least like because chemical fuels super difficult. But yep. like, um, what I liked uh, about this is, I mean, the space station. It's almost somewhat similar, right? Like a lot of these are yeah. are true to life. In a, in a lot of what we're seeing now. Sad aspect to all of this, most of it has not been upgraded except for our good old buddy Elon Musk. So there you go. Yeah, man. More space stuff, please. Yeah, Although, honestly, honestly, I think, like, if we're going to build a, bu- a bunch of giant solar panels, like, space seems good, but you could probably just, like, cover Arizona with those things and you'd get just as much utility. <laughs> <laughs> just turn Arizona into a battery? Yes! Turn all the deserts into batteries, Fox. I don't care. There's nothing living there. They're deserts. Succulents, man. What about Literally. succulents? Man, you and can those adorable a... little fennec foxes. I can't believe I talked to you about cactuses today, and now you're turning it back around on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we now go. time for the real cream. Cream of the crap. This is what we've all been waiting for, what everybody who's listening has been waiting for. That's right. Thrill 5, Mach 1. Oh, thank God. Script <laughs> Back robot. to basics. Script robot Pat Mills. Art robot Anil. Letting robot the Aldrich Mark One. Ooh, old school Ooh. Aldrich. Yeah, baby. It's hyperpowered time, Fox. Time to kill a president. <laughs> yeah. This one comes from Prague 4, way back in the day. Uh, our man John Probe, he needs to kill the president of Arania before he can invade Turkestan. So I have so many questions about this. So I'm going to ask you as yeah. we go along. Like, oh man, I forgot about this. I don't even know if this is like a retread of questions I've had, but this is like okay. so bizarre. Yeah. Begin. Okay. So listen, Fox. He's got to do it. He's got 24 hours to stop this war. <laughs> so how do you how do you kill the president in 24 hours? The usual way, which is you threaten the life of the president when you enter the country at the customs desk, you get arrested, (laughs) tortured, and then you pretend to succumb to the torture because of your hyperpower. (laughs) So, so, yeah. So this is a kid's book. Like this is this is nineteen seventy some odd when we first seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. So this this guy is strapped to a chair and right. and there is a man with pliers like about to rip out his fingernails. Yeah. They talk about removing his teeth. Yep. They like stab him with a knife. They stab Definitely. him with a scythe that's got a weird hook in it. Like yeah. <laughs> Is this like is this like par for the course? Sh- yes, for spy Fox, comic books during the time. Yeah. It's par for the course of 2000 AD, man. It's not that different than that T-Rex running around with its head blown off in Prague 1. <laughs> that's pretty fair. Or just everybody that old one eye kills that we cheer that we cheer on because of feminism. <laughs> oh, you know? it's like that kid that she ate. Anyway. Yeah, she ate a kid. That was great. Or when or anyway, when Shacko so just kill, when Shacko kills everyone in Alaska, dude, he knocked a dude into a ship based rendering plant. That's pretty. That's <laughs> he, he ate that guy's fair. face. He literally so, ate that guy's face. <laughs> so real talk question: Did he actually get sent on a mission to kill a president? Yes. Where he where. He would have oh. just been asked to infiltrate and do all this stuff. Or did he decide to do what he was going to do because he's a weird, raunchy motherfucker who he likes definitely to definitely decided to do... This was not, like, the mission. <laughs> the mission The mission seems to be very open-ended along the lines of, like, listen, just kill this dude. We got You, you got to do it fast. We trust your judgment because you're Mach 1. And he was like, fine, I'm getting tortured. All right. <laughs> yeah, like... That's what I took out of this because it's like it's not like he couldn't have just gone into the country, found out where he's staying, jumped over a wall, and then whatever. Absolutely. Instead, he's like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna like go through torture. It's yeah. gonna be great." So once he's been successfully tortured, although he's just kidding, uh, he knows that once he's been <laughs> once he's been broken by the torture, they'll take him to the president so the president can do some superhero some supervillain gloating. And then, like slapping and stuff. Yeah, he sort of turns on his hyperpower and just karate chops the president right in the neck. You know, as Dude, you he do. snaps his neck. Yeah. So afterwards, Probe gets shot by an elephant gun wielded by the president's evil second in command, and then he's forced to escape via old timey armored car. Oh, dude, he runs into the guy who shot him. Oh yeah, elbows him in the throat as they like burst through a window, and then he forces the dude. To land with him by yeah. like shoving his 
elbow onto his throat and breaking his neck. Totally <laughs> it's good. Like, Holy uh, good, shit. good. Both of us falling to our deaths, kind of thing. But I don't. I don't fall to my death because I'm goddamn Mach One. I got hyperpower. It's great. And so at the end, of course, there's some chiding from the boss. Yeah, we cut to probe in a hospital bed, recovering from the gunshot, getting some words from Sharp, his government handler, that will eventually be a pretty evil dude. But for right now, he seems okay. <laughs> I, I love, they do this whole thing where at the end, it's clear they haven't decided that he was going to be the bad guy because they have this whole, like, uh, 007M situation. Yes. Where it's like, hey, great job for doing it, uh, but next time, do try to avoid being blasted by rhino guns there. You know, there's a good chap. Like, <laughs> the bullet is not so great, um, and we would have wasted all this money on making you and that would be terribly sad and he's like yeah i wouldn't be too happy myself (laughs) exactly weird ending to this it's just kind of a chummy like spy guy ending like it seems pretty normal for me like this seems like this could be any number of last five minutes of like six million dollar man episodes and stuff like that absolutely and then of course our lauded editor's note only an idiot would copy a superhuman like mach one don't be a dum-dum they do that pretty much any Anytime he jumps off something. <laughs> Don't jump <laughs> off things, you dumb kids. <laughs> Don't try to kill a president. <laughs> one one generic president, please. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So speaking of fun and games, Fox, it's Oh God. Thrill Five. Get the God Droid. You're horrible. So this is just quickly just a little uh, shoots and ladders type board game based on the God Droid Robo Hunter story. You know, it's got some usual sort of fun swings and roundabouts kind of things, but mostly it just makes me real stoked for the return of Robo Hunter next episode. Hell yeah, we're gonna read some Robo Hunter, blow up some robots, have some laughs, hang out with the Robo Stogie, smoke so, a cigar. That's right. But, uh, you know, that's going to be in a couple days, Fox. And speaking of things that come out day by day, it's... Oh, gosh. Thrill 6, The Daily Dreads. <laughs> Somebody's been practicing. Doing a little bit. So script robot John Wagner and Alan Grant, art robot Ron Smith, letting robot The Tom Frame. Yeah, Tommy! So this is a bunch of uh, of uh, Judge Dredd comic strips from the uh, newspaper pages. Um I'd say it's pretty good times. You know, just they really do pack a lot into each page. Um, I got some guff for my dismissive attitude to the Daily Dreads in a previous episode. <laughs> so I've I've bought the uh, I've bought the collection and I'm looking through it and I'm gonna try to find some way to um, to just go over those and just kind of be like you know like hey like let's you know here's this week's of Dreads and trying to you know do some coverage for it. I'm gonna figure deliver it out. some information. Yeah. So, first up, so, but, but so we get a bunch of just examples of sort of Saturday comics of, of uh, Dread. So it goes like this. There's one is uh, a lawgiver in the wrong hands, which is basically just lawgiver pistols are awesome, but they will explode if someone else fires them. <laughs> just all of these are real short, like sort of one thought in each one, basically. Yep. Next up is a fear of the machine. The people of Mega City 1 want, want jobs, so it's kind of a protest. The protests turn to riots, and as a result, the people get what they want, which is work, in the form of a mass sentence to one year's hard labor. After getting riot foamed. Oh, you gotta get riot foamed a little bit. Next up is a Smoking's a Fag, a title that hasn't aged well. <laughs> no. And sees a couple of juve smokers getting scared straight by being taken to one of M- being taken to MC One's one and only smokatorium, where anybody Without who smokes helmets. smokes. Yeah, they gotta smoke inside like these diving bells with like cigars sm- stuck into them and stuff. You know, it's real weird. I love the smokatorium. Next up is a is a footsies and, and a wheelies. A, a, a guy who's gone future crazy is riding around on like a go kart, killing people. But Dread takes him down by popping a wheelie on his sweet lawmaster nice. and smashing his head into uh, the concrete. That's right. Yeah, top wheel comes down. It's bad times. It's real bad. Next up is a careless is stateless. Oh yeah. Um, a Mega City One's citizen's plane crashed from the cursed earth, and he spent the last seven years getting back to the Big Meg. 
He's finally made it. Hooray! But as he goes on the talk show circuit, Dredd shows up. Apparently, he uh, this survivor left his like stove on when he left, and oh god, this caused a big explosion. The punishment of which is your usual thing, which is of course permanent exile on the cursed earth. So they kick him back out. Wow. Final daily dread is the jet ball jitters. Not the aeroball a something. It's jet ball. It's different. Yeah, not the aeroball anxiety. Ah, uh, oh, there we go. Do my best. A game of jet ball between two blocks is heating up and threatening to boil over into a block war. Dread hits the area with stum gas and locks down the two blocks for two weeks. Uh, no block block wars on my watch unless it's a solved plot. Yeah. <laughs> That's All pretty right. much it. Yeah, they're fun, man. These daily dreads are very much sort of in and out. Like, hey, we're gonna like tell this story real quick and then move on to the next thing. You know, I think it's yeah, it good bad. compressed storytelling, which I think I'm a big fan of in in all this 2080 stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's where they really shine. I mean, it's yeah. still funny. Like that's the thing is that it still Definitely. has its charm. Yeah, they get in, they kind of have a punchline, they have sort of some fun action. You know, it's not trying to do too much, and in and in that way, I think it really succeeds. Yep. Next, speaking of succeeding despite uh, over despite difficulties, it's <laughs> Real Seven Blackhawk. <laughs> hey, remember when they did these and it was with pictures instead of just words? Seriously. Yeah, me too. It was yeah. cool. Script robot kind Alan of. Grant as Staccato, art robot Joe Staten, lettering robot Peter Knight. Yeah, so Blackhawk's back and in full comic form instead of short story form. Uh, we're back in the gladiator arena thing, future gladiators, and uh, we're entering as Blackhawk, this orc-looking dude, and my favorite secondary gladiator, Beelzebub <laughs> the Crab dude, are sent against this against Vile, this giant wolf gorilla monster guy. It's pretty big. He's got claws. He's gonna scratch you, maybe yeah. even smash you. Unbreakable skin. It's time for some sweet monster fighting. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the beast armors armored hide is proof against most weapons. It manages to grab the orc dude in a deadly embrace. Though Blackhawk uh, kills his his compatriot before you know basically to put him out of his misery. And everyone gets real pissed off in the stands about that. They're like, man. Yeah. We in the see end, him get broken. Absolutely. In the end, the key is to to take the beast down is to do it King Hippo style, which is hit. A weak, unprotected part, and then just go to town on his secondary weak spot. In this case, stabbing it in the nose and then cutting its throat. There you go. We did it. Yeah. Beast is defeated. We sort of, uh, you know, everybody goes to the space gladiator showers, and it's time to fight another day. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, real in and out stuff. I mean, it. it's nice to see a gladiatorial fight, I guess. Yeah, and I sort of like having Blackhawk back, you know, in... Uh, in pictures instead of just words. I think that's really cool. Um, and not looking for his soul. Yeah, I kind of like the Gladiator stuff, although I bet it was probably pretty boring to find new ways to tell the same story of, like, here's a difficult-to-fight monster. Oh, uh, let's sure. figure out how to fight it. You know, that seems like that. I, I could see that being a pain, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of pain. Oh, no. It's Thrill 8 Pursuit Across the Cursed Earth. I, I just I'm going on record, man. I I don't like short stories in these things. <laughs> uh, script robot Bill Bill Henry, art robot Brett Ewins. So yeah, this is a short story. It's about a man with no memory who's on the run across the, the cursed earth. He's pursued by mutant survivors and mega city judges. Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting because this story actually takes place in the aftermath of the apocalypse war. Because there's lots of mm. references to, like, the Sov sits hitting the city with nukes and other things like that. Mm. Um, anyhow, a man turns out to have been an East Meg citizen with a mini-nuke implanted in a skull designed to stealthily kill people in Mega City 1, but instead just blows up a whole bunch of uh, mutant jerks. So the crisis averted. Hooray! <laughs> His brain exploded. Yeah, big mushroom cloud, too. It was awesome. But yeah. in, the, in the middle of this short Weirdly. story, Fox... Was Thrill 8.1 <laughs> Rojas's Technicolor book review? It's in Technicolor. It's true. It's in color. Um, Ro- and it's mostly all positive reviews because I guess people were angry about um, Rojas being real negative previously, which I think is pretty funny. 
I find it funny that the Black Cauldron and the Judge Shred 1983 annual got the same rating. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the annual got a 9 out of 10. A, a 9 out of 10. The Black Cauldron got an 8 out of 10. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Terror, which is a history of horror illustrations in old magazines, and uh, a new solar system, which I guess is like just a, uh, a, a, a straight science book about like different solar systems and stuff those mm. also got nine out of ten so those were pretty were, were pretty close to the 1983 dread annual which yes also gets a nine out of ten because these space these summer specials always plug the dread annual real hard yeah it's like get the good one it's more expensive but it's good I'm pretty excited about the 83 Dread Annual. The previous ones have had McMahon do all the art, which is all, which is also really great. I love McMahon. But mm. the 83 one is all by uh, Escara, so it's very exciting. Oh, cool. Um, then there's a couple other... Yeah, like you said, one of the other books is uh, The Black Cauldron by Lloyd Alexander. Um, it's good. I, I love the I love this series the uh, the Prindane series like the Black Cauldron the the Book of the Three Castle of Lear Terran Wanderer the High King all those ones those were like my books when I was in like fifth and sixth grade like you know mm. when I was like like eleven or twelve I read them all really loved them it's weird that they made a movie with the Black Cauldron because it's the second book in the series but wh- whatever huh maybe it was just a bestseller yeah I feel like it just maybe had its moments or something. Or it was just, mm. you know, it's definitely got cool parts. It's got fantasy zombies, which are always fun. But Hell um, yeah. Magic zombies. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> enough of things that aren't awesome, Fox. I'm tired <laughs> of non-awesome things. You know what I need after all of that text? I need some explosions. Yeah, let's just blow it. Let's just blow it out for the next for the rest of this uh, sci-fi special, starting with Thrill Nine Invasion. Fuck yes, and it's yeah. a really good one. <laughs> this is from a Prog Seven script robot Pat Mills, art robot Semperis, letting robot the Aldrich Mark One. So yeah, oh great, Vogans are kicking people off the trains. In uh, in in uh, Wales, and man, they're just living it up in first class. Those dogs. People yeah. pay for those tickets, you jerks. <laughs> they're just like, man, oh man, we're so great riding on this train. It's great being a Vulgan, being gross. <laughs> Meanwhile, a Vulgan armored column is making its way north, crossing some train tracks, blissfully unaware that the signal man for those tra- that crossing is Bill by God Savage. <laughs> <laughs> And does he have a really uh, foolproof plan of Elaborate, putting yes. down of, of putting down the signals? <laughs> just at, yeah, he puts down the uh, the the train crossing signals. He uses trickery to do so to trap a Volgan field marshal on the tracks. Just as that train we saw earlier comes by, it hits the car, it derails, and then blows up. Ah, it's blowing up. <laughs> And you'd think it would be like, oh, that's the end, right? He blew up this no. train. He well, blew then, up the guy. Hell yeah. no. Then the rebels, led by Savage and Silk, and Silk, start gunning down the survivors. But the big story is that suddenly a bunch of, uh, or a pair of Vulcan gunships <laughs> with spider troopers hanging from ropes yes. from the bottom of the helicopters fly in. So there's gunships, like these big helicopters with like you know machine guns on them, and then there's a bunch of dudes dangling from the bottom with with rifles, just hoping that they don't spin around too far on these ropes that <laughs> they're being <laughs> dangled from. Um, so how anyhow, do you deal with that? They start shooting guys, but luckily Savage just happens to have a bazooka on him. You know, oh learned the lesson God. from Shaco, I guess. Um, so he's, <laughs> he's able to use that bazooka to shoot one helicopter so that it crashes into another helicopter. And, <laughs> and one of the greatest pieces of action explosion. I've ever seen in my life. It's so great. Men falling from the sky. Double just, helicopter explosion all the way. <laughs> It's so great. But, Fox, serious question. How did those guys get here so fast? There's only (laughs) one answer. There's a traitor in our midst! (gasps) Luckily, Savage is able to quickly figure out who it was. And if we're going to stop these invaders, we gotta be tough. Tough as Savage himself. Oh, man. Oh, man. Just good, good old Savage action, man. Dude, he just blows up some shit and then blows up more shit. (laughs) Blows up a bunch of stuff. Doesn't matter. 
He's having he's living his best life, you know. <laughs> remember, remember when we just used to we'd open up a comic book, and right there in the front page would be like, "I'm here to shotgun so many people." That was it's just it's like a warm blanket. Definitely. God, I love Bill Savage. L- yeah, no better way to start the first 50, pr- 50 of two thousand progs. If or you I, ask me, I guess if we're gonna keep this going. That like That's... happiness is a is a warm shotgun. Exactly with thrill ten ace trucking. Oh Christ. <laughs> Script robot Alan Grant and John Wagner as Grant Grover. Art robot Massimo Bellardinetti. Lettering robot Jack Potter. So I have a question here. Hit me. It Like, I mean, if every distress beacon you're going to go to is just going to be a disaster, why ever even answer them? That's the point of the... That's what the Speedo Ghost sh- ship's computer point is. When <laughs> when Ace goes to uh, check a distress signal, he's like, "This is all. these are always traps. It never goes well. Don't go. <laughs> and Ace was like, "Well, I gotta go. I if some if some luggers calling out ten thirteen. It's only the luggers code that we gotta go check out his uh, <laughs> signal." Goddamn code of ethics. Um, you know, you gotta live by one, buddy. <laughs> so, do you? I mean, as a computer, clearly not. And I'm no. I'm siding with the AI on this one. <sighs> you would. So. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to answer the distress signal. They find an escape pod, and inside they find oh, it's a gross jumping giant head with legs on it. Whoa! Yeah, weird, <laughs> real weird, real gross, real gross head with legs. Ace quickly recognizes it as a Bam Feesler uh, from the planet Dianetic, which I'm not sure if that's a Scientology reference or not. Definitely could be. That would be really great if it um, was. Anyhow, it's too late to get rid of it because it's now hypnotized GBH to do his bidding. And you know when GBH is hypnotized because his hair goes out like a big old fan. Yeah, he's got a mood. It's hair. not all swooshy. Yeah. And then the monster also knocks out G- also knocks out Ace with his hypno power, the- which apparently wasn't going to get him, but then he just collapsed anyway. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, Ace wants, or the Beast wants to steal the ship's cargo and sends out GBH to kill the rest of the crew, i.e. Feek. Feek manages to escape, though, runs to hide in the cargo hold. GBH finds him and shoots him, but misses, only hitting the cargo itself, which falls on his head, dehypnotizing him, Gilligan's Island style. Uh, <laughs> so, now it's time to retake the ship. A well-placed mirror reflects the Bam Fiesler's eye beams back at it, and the day is saved. And uh, hey, don't wake up! Uh, yeah, don't wake both, him up. Both Ace and the Bam Fiesler are knocked out hypnotically. But let's wait until we've delivered this cargo before we wake them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, so that we can actually get paid. Finally, speaking of getting paid, it's Thrill Eleven, a model hero. Man, this is cool. Yeah, it's just a couple color pictures of some miniatures made and created by Alan Rolls, a 2000 AD reader, who made like a cool little miniature of Dread and a him, Dread on a Lawmaster, and then just like some thrill suckers that he actually sent to the 2080 offices, and apparently freaked out Bert when he opened the, uh, the letter, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> but, hey, as someone who's done more than his fair share of uh, model painting and, you know, just adding extra stuff to them and stuff, this is excellent work especially sort of 1981 work so uh, we salute mm. you <laughs> yeah man i really like the judge Dredd a lot it's pretty cool looking. absolutely yeah and fox with that oh my god we have finished the sci-fi the 1982 sci-fi special it was super not the worst yeah it was good i thought um but that leads us to the most important question fox which is what were your top and bottom thrills Oh, fuck. I mean, Top's super easy. That goes straight to Judge Dredd. That shit nice. was hilarious. He arrested a man, or two dudes, while falling from a building. Definitely. I, I don't know if you can top that, uh, <laughs> like, regardless. Um, nice. Man, for Bottom, gee, I don't know. Like, all of these were so good, and I, I love, like, reading past progs. Um, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll go with Blackhawk, uh, mostly just because it was fairly purposeless. And I, I, I could go with the text. It's so easy with me or for me to just say pursuit across <laughs> the cursed earth. But like, if I'm talking comic comics, I'm going to go with Blackhawk just cause 
mean, you could have thrown anything in here and, and it would have filled that same void. And this, I don't know. It's just, it's all right. It's just like, yeah, let Blackhawk die. Let him, let him die a peaceful death. It, it was a good, he had a good run before he became a cranky bitch. Yeah, I hear you for sure. Yeah. All right. How about you, man? Oh, geez, I really liked this special, man. I'm like looking through it, and there's just a real, a lot of really good. There's there's a lot of real good stuff in here. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I think it's really interesting that, that that there's no future shocks in this. You know, usually there's at least one, but there isn't. You know, I'm kind of all right with that. Yeah, but I just think it's interesting, especially with like the shorter page length uh. of this thing. It's just all um, like characters you know, and that are sort of big, like 2000 AD guys. You know, I don't know. That's really fair. Yeah. It's not just like thrown in garbage for the sake of garbage, or just sort of random, like you know, filler things almost. Um, mm. So, uh, like you, I'm real close to tr- to tossing best to the legate to the uh, to the old 2000 AD stuff. You know, this Mach One story and the invasion story were both real fun and just real nostalgic for like the first one or two episodes of this podcast. Oh hell yeah! Like, oh my gosh! I freaking love Bill Savage. Yeah. But I'm going to give my number one to uh, Judge Dredd also. Solidarity! Like that fighting. Yeah, loved the... You know, I love whenever Dredd just sort of incidentally arrests people for doing stuff. That's like my favorite <laughs> Dredd trope, for sure. Or a dude getting glued to a ceiling. Yeah, dude getting glued to the ceiling was pretty tops. Um, just a lot of good, <laughs> like, sort of future action here. And just Mega City 1 action, which of course is my sort of agenda for Judge Dredd. Um mm. For bottom, I'm going to say Rogue Trooper, I guess. Yeah. Um, You know, this one didn't really do a great job of sort of showcasing the fun stuff about Rogue Trooper and, like, the Wile E. Coyote ending thing, while funny was also kind of like, okay, guys, like, you know, (laughs) I guess. Said how it's got to be, yeah, exactly. But that's it for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, good times. Short and sweet. Yeah. So, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, or on our podcast site at Cradaline.com. Feel free to contact us at spacebinner 2000 at gmail.com or on the 2080 forums, our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at spacebinner 2 k For everything else, look up spacebinner 2000 and we should be there. If it's not us, then by God, it's time for vendettas. Um. Oh my God. I will... I will concoct a crazy scheme to murder them yeah. uh, while we are doing a podcast very elaborate so come back next time as a slater slayers gets a new teammate it's a lady we go Ooh. deep inside of Bagman and see what's going on inside there um, <laughs> the great what? mush rush concludes things heat up in the apocalypse war as both sides experience regime change and robo hunter returns that's s-l-a-y-e-d to you you robot jerk hell yes exactly until next time i'm conrad he's fox and we are space spinner 2000 splendid Splendid